0: Better sleep gives you the energy you need to spend more time doing the things you love. Your sleep equipment helps you manage your sleep disorder and live a more active life, but it only works if you use it. Sleep equipment manufacturers recommend daily cleaning, and So Clean is a helpful complement to your daily routine. Join over 2 million SoClean customers enjoying peace of mind. Try SoClean risk-free for 30 days. Find out more at SoClean.com. Always follow the manufacturer's instruction. Free payment required for risk-free trial. For contraindications and details, visit SoClean.com. Order now, and for a limited time, save over $60 and get free shipping at SoClean.com
1: He's Bob. He's Kyle. And every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man. Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB.
2: Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 five, five, is the numbers to get in and uh, get in early so we can answer your particular questions, to get you... Get the car running so you can make the Husker game so everybody knows it you show up, right? Yeah, Got to be there. Got to be there. Yeah, you're bringing the whatever, yeah. and it isn't going to be uh, <laughs> good unless you show up, so we better find out. All right, we are Buchanan the Service Centers, uh, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and guaranteed brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Uh, stop in, see us. If you got a car repair, you've driven past us more than a few times, stop in, we'll take care of you. Get your car back up and going, or...
0: Or if you just need an autograph, Bob and I are always there. Oh, yeah, Kyle, yeah, there Pictures, you go, Kyle. autographs, everything.
2: Yeah, pic- a <laughs> <laughs> couple selfies and an autograph and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, nobody wants those. Nah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Throwing you know? it out there. Okay. Well, you know, we're never getting anything done, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what do we got going on this weekend, Kyle? We talked about uh, for you, those of you guys that listen out there, just love to fix cards. You like to listen to what other people's problems are and see if you can fix your own. Call in if you've got yours, but other people just like to go to the swap meets and find out. I mean, we're... Oh, yeah. We're... Swap meets are just interesting. They're an adventure. They're an adventure. You never it's, know what you're going to get. No. You don't know if you're going to get one of those uh, old telephones that used to used to throw at your brother. Yeah. You know, and knock you in them. the head or... Tomorrow
0: will be my first time selling at the swap meet. I have a spot, you know. I'm oh, yeah. Well, out, yeah, so yeah. Selfies out there, and, I suppose. Stop by and see me. You don't need it. I probably got it. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, and it's fun to find all that stuff. And, it's, it's, you know, for us car guys that need that uh, piece of fender trim on a 69 whatever, you know. You can
0: find some stuff that you would never think would be yes. that anybody would want or need. Yeah,
2: and some people know what they got and then bring it out because they know you're looking. And, you know, vice other versa. guys
0: just have a box of something and, well, here you go. Go through it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that's the first time they've been out in a month. Yeah. So they got, that's a social deal. But there's, you know, it's.
0: Oh, you can tell it. it's some people that's their out. Yeah.
2: That's their <laughs> out. That's the, a lot of great people watching at the uh, SWAT meet, too. So uh, don't forget to do that for sure. <laughs> All right. Other than that, uh, what else do we have? Um,. There's a couple car shows around the area, you know. We've well, we
0: got the Mustang show tomorrow.
2: Mustangs.
0: The Tangier Shrine show there on 84th and Center. That's always a good one.
2: There you go. Kind of throwing some plugs out there for people. But, you know, this is a car show. we got to be able to yeah, tell well, you where to go find Yeah, finally in the good them.
0: weather. It's not 200 degrees outside. Get out there and look at
2: these cars. Yeah, car. absolutely. Yeah, it's not... Uh, you're right. You can actually get out and enjoy and walk around and it's, take a look at it. We've them both
0: and, been to shows in hundred degree weather. It is. It takes all the fun out of it. I mean, I've
2: taken my car to a couple of those, and I just, yeah. I just leave. Just
0: hang out by the snow cone guy. And <laughs> I just leave. I just <laughs> park it and go.
2: I, you know, I thanks for coming and enjoying and looking at the car, but uh, I'm leaving. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Come back and pick this up at five o'clock. Yeah, once the sun goes down and the leathers cooled off. Exactly. All right. We're gonna head. we jump right into the calls. Head over to John. John's got a ninety-seven Grand Prix. John, what's going on today?
1: Well, I got a ninety-seven Grand Prix Pontiac, and um, it's got a 3.8 Buick uh, blown uh, motor in it, three, uh, supercharged on it, and um, it's stuck at twenty degrees in advance. And um, I changed the O2 sensors. I changed the crank sensor. I changed the uh, the, the cam sensor. And it's still stuck at 20 degrees advanced. And as you rev the motor, of course, it goes higher. Can you guys help me with this today?
2: Well, what's your problem? Why are you concerned at 20 degrees advanced?
1: Well, it's boring the spark plugs up and it's running too lean.
2: Hmm.
0: So you're getting like a PO 171, 174 code for running lean?
1: No, I, I don't have any codes in it. No, sir. Okay. It's just it, on, a, on my scanner... I got a Snap-on scanner, an MT2500, and it's reading um 20 degrees advance. It should be 10 degrees. But I um I put a different cam in this thing and um I got a uh, 1.8 over ratio uh, rocker arms on it and um um I had a computer um I don't know if this is illegal or not to say over the radio, but I—I I don't think I'm sure. Gonna go say for any, it. We don't
0: care. <laughs> yeah, but I do. <laughs> I don't feel like going. Okay, to so prison.
1: so
2: you
0: put a bigger cam on it. You've yeah. got different rocker arms. Yes, sir. Did you just slap this camshaft in there and go with the marks that were factory on this timing chain? No, setup? I did not. Did you actually I, degree I, the I, cam to the engine?
1: I degree the cam and the engine and set it zero, and, and and the notches are all set. It's all stock, you know, the, the 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 marking of the cam. Okay. Um, I didn't advance it or retard it or anything. So when you um, said that
0: this cam is how big over factory?
1: What's that again, sir? I'm sorry.
0: What's the what's your duration and cam lobe height?
1: Oh gosh, I don't know what it is. I i yeah, didn't I'll think take of it. that.
2: Take a quick guess. Is it a little bit over, or just a, quite a bit over?
1: No, it's a little bit over, and I'll tell you why it is a little bit over. They, they didn't want to go too far with it because mm-hmm. they didn't want to set a PO three hundred.
0: Sure, okay. Right. You, you know, so your, com, your computer that's been unlocked and you've programmed around it. Correct. Okay. So, what I would generally tell somebody, because I mean. Fuel injection. I mean, you're not going to be able to change your advance other than through the computer, right? Um, you know, whereas on an old distributor V8 car, you, you can move back it. There, yeah, it? yep, you're good, but you're going to have to fine tune this programming.
2: Which means if you put it back to twenty, or you offset that backwards, what? Yes. If you offset it back fifteen degrees, yeah. you, you might have to offset it back twenty-five degrees in order mm-hmm. to get where you want to be. It, it's going to be maybe exactly. multiple reprograms in the computer is kind of where you're going yeah
0: and i mean is, is it still the factory computer and somebody just wrote over it correct okay <sighs> going that far back i'm not sure how they program them but i know like with mega squirt computers or something like that you can just hook a laptop up to the thing once you've broken into it and write around it i don't know exactly if that's capable on this particular car but Whatever you're going to do is going to have to be programmed in there because, I mean, if you said you went through, degreed this cam to this engine, I mean, naturally, with its factory program, it's going to think it's way advanced mm-hmm. with a bigger cam mm-hmm. because I mean, it, is.
2: it is. the computer's- Mathematically,
0: yeah. I mean, you're adding lift as and opposed that's what, to rotation.
2: And that's what the computer's doing. It's just taking it mathematically and say this equation goes to this and that's what you should be. So you might, like like Kyle's saying, you got to have to fine-tune that back even mm-hmm. farther in order to get specifically where you want to be on that if you're burning up sparks. Yeah, um, yeah I'm burning up plugs all right. And there might be um, somebody yeah. local that can do that for you too. I'm not aware of who it, it could be. It no. might, you know, where, where you're... If you take all the specs and what you have into where you've broken out the computer at and had them readjusted, they could probably help you a little bit further. It's not their first rodeo is trying to fine-tune something like that
1: okay sir um i'll figure out something um i'll um i'll, I'll keep checking around in the car in the meantime and you keep keep looking for wiring or whatever maybe um i'll figure it out
2: yeah i, I think it's everything done well appreciate the call appreciate the call john gracious thank you yeah, everything in those is like you said. There's no distributor to turn. Mm-mm. In the old days, we could say, "Hey, we were 20 degrees advanced." Hey, we're just going to knock that back. We're just going to grab onto it and push it back, and there you go, and have a nice day.
0: Done out the road. From yeah, the road at the gas pump.
2: Yeah. So now, when you plug a crank sensor in there and a cam sensor over there, and it reads here and reads there, and that's definitive. Now you have to push it back electronically, yep. or you got to d- degree the cam or push other things around. Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of trial and error.
0: Yes. And yeah, from here, it's by the seat of your pants. I mean, you just sit there with this computer, and you punch something in, send it to the computer, test drive the car. Okay, that's good. Let's try it some more. Let's the
2: other thing that I would recommend for John to do, too, is sit down and write all this down, and then write what you've done and failed, and write what you've done down and got close, so that you don't duplicate what you failed, so you sure. know you get down to it. Because after a while, you all the numbers in your head will get messed up. Yeah, always. great idea. All right, we're going to take a quick break, in Mr. Mechanic show will be back in a minute. Having questions about the Mr. Mechanic show? Just ask Siri. Hey, Siri, who is the real Mr. Mechanic?
3: He's a god among men, a true mechanical genius, a wrench in a box full of nuts.
1: Right, but, like, who is he? Like, what's his name?
3: He's a car whisperer, a true auto part Einstein, an automobile Casanova.
1: Yeah, I get all that. Like, he's great with cars. Got it. But what's his real name? Oh, it's Steve. Oh,
3: makes sense.
1: Have car
2: questions? Then just ask Siri the mechanic. Or better yet, call in to the Mr. Mechanic Show. They kind of know what they're doing. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110. The number's to get in. We've got a few open lines, so uh, give us a call. Tell us what's going on. See if we can help you fix that car. Uh, We're going to head over to CJ. CJ's got an 08 Explorer. CJ, what's up with this car? Yeah.
1: Well, I'm having an issue where uh, I've actually had all four wheel hubs done, but it's making a wheel hub noise. I had the transmission replaced last year, and I could feel a rumbling under the floorboards.
2: Uh, it's- hmm. Yeah, you still there? He went into a tunnel. Uh-oh. Or off the side of the road. I'm not sure. What well, we're going to wheel- have to wait. The wheel bearings. All right, well, we'll have a of silence until uh, <laughs> he comes back. All right, well, he'll be back. CJ, give us a call. We lost you. We lost you. You know, here's something interesting. We, we, I was kind of reading a little bit on the uh, the auto strike, which is kind of expanding, as everybody knows, and um, it's going to start affecting things. So if you, I don't know, my advice is if you got a car and you can go get one, probably go get one now. If mm-hmm. you're going it's, to, you're, you're, it's not in your future for the next, you know, while three months, six months, year, maybe you think about fixing up what you got. Yeah. Because uh, I, I don't know. And there's an interesting note here that there's a plant that makes jeeps and it's continuously made jeeps for over a hundred years nice and it's never striked sure until friday yesterday' okay. it's, now first, there's, it's the first time in over a hundred years that it went on strike today's the day today's the day yeah no more jeeps well way back in before you know world before world war II, so when it was Willys. yeah so i just thought that was interesting it's just and, uh, i mean
0: were those jeeps just like the the service jeeps yep just a little yep well, with wheels kind of
2: it started with uh like overland the Willys. Yeah. so Willys overland that was just uh
0: if you've never gotten the opportunity to to drive one of these huh
2: they're they're, they're an it's, experience there's there's it two hurts. It, well yeah and it it's, hurts, it, it's painful it, it's two hands on the wheel and it's all your faculties going yeah. You can't really take your eye off because the. Very
0: uh, short wheelbase, very narrow, mm-hmm. nine leaf springs.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Per pack. Rough. Yeah, rough. It's and, and solid as a rock. And like a stadium seat for a uh, for cushion. There's at no, best. At best. <laughs>
0: yeah, you could drop this thing out of a plane and it won't bounce. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was. Well, Willys was one. Overland was another, and mm-hmm. so then they joined, and then they joined to Jeep, and then that's what was going on. So, Mass production. Oh, Toledo, Ohio plant. I just thought that was interesting. I thought yeah. uh, I d- I didn't know how that all worked, but they had been continuously going for making Jeeps for that long. So interesting. All right, we're going to go back to CJ. CJ, we lost you. What's what's going on with the car? Yeah, uh,
1: so I've got a 2008 Ford Explorer. And I've had all four wheel bearings replaced in the wheels, but it's still making a wheel bearing noise. I had the transmission replaced, so I think it could be in the transfer case, but I'm just not sure.
2: Mm. So you say you hear a rumbling noise as you're driving down the road? Yeah,
1: it feels like it's coming from under my feet.
2: Okay. Okay. So have you replaced all four of the wheel bearings, or somebody else has? I did. Okay. I replaced all four. You know, sometimes we, well not sometimes. When you're driving down the road, you can hear this noise, but it's—it's kind of hard to obviously duplicate the noise and check the noise when you're driving down the road. So you almost have exactly. to—you have to get it up in the air and uh, or get it onto some jack stands up enough that you can hear what you're listening for. And you got to—yep. Otherwise, you got to take it to a garage where you feel safe. We don't want you to put this up on jack stands, but what we do at the station is that, uh, you know, we'll lift it up, and then we got a stethoscope that looks a lot like, you know, your doctor's stethoscope, but it's just got a long, pointy rod on it, and we will go to each... We'll find where the noise is at, and then where that harmonic is, whether it's 25 or 35 or 100, whatever.
0: Poke around, you'll find it.
2: You poke around until you find out where the noise is, and, uh... And that's just how it's done or how you have to do it.
0: Another thing you can do is get it going, get the noise happening, and then kind of turn the wheel back and forth, kind of make the car gently swerve on the road. If the noise goes away when you go left, you know, you'll want to start looking at those bearings.
2: So you're loading and unloading bearings. But if you've replaced all the bearings, the chances are are not there. Uh, Transfer cases are not out of the ordinary. Neither – you've already had transmission work, so – I would say you got something in the transfer case or the drive line, something along that line Dr- if All
0: you're right, feeling well, it under your feet you know get, it could be transfer case could be front differential something
2: like that yeah, it could be a front drive shaft and when I say drivetrain, I mean more like uh gearboxes gearboxes or the or the drive shaft itself um, but yeah a stethoscope and, and running it in the air is honestly that that's even difficult sometimes to to get the noise pinpointed, but it helps yeah, you. Yeah, because you
0: don't have a load on anything. Right,
2: yeah, no, no load, but it helps a lot more than what you can do. I don't know if that helps you all at right. all.
1: That does. That helps a lot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do that. I think it will help me figure it out because it definitely correlates with the speed I'm going. Sure. The faster I go, the louder it is.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah, get it up on jack stands. Get somebody inside that you trust, and it can listen to every command that you say. Stop, go, you know, whatever. Go to this noise. And uh, safety first. We don't want to don't don't get run over.
1: Absolutely, yeah,
2: uh, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, noises can be. They're tough. They can be super tough. And and the and thing.
0: Sometimes they come in and they're like, well, there it is. <laughs> you lift up the car, and the wheel just pops sideways. And- <laughs>
2: Yeah, we, we found her. Well, yeah, I've had uh, yeah I've had one roll in all the way from. I remember the one that I rolled all the way in from Grand Island, and uh, she pulled right up to the station and uh, stopped and says, "Can you take a look at this noise?" And the wheel bearing went kaboom right there. Nice. So uh, there it is. I just pointed it out. Yep. <laughs> But, but the fact that she came all the way in this far and made it all the way and then stopped and then it fell off—that thing
0: was bad the whole way there.
2: It, yeah, yeah. You, sometimes you gotta turn the music. <laughs> down. It was bad a few weeks before. Yeah, it, well, it was maybe months or a few miles before. I'm surprised. I'm just amazed at sometimes how stuff gets to there and then that's the last time it moves is when it stops. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever noticed tie rod ends always go bad when you're pulling into the driveway ne- or backing out of the driveway? Yeah. They never seem to go bad when you're just driving down the road. They can.
0: Uh, one happened uh, right at 50th and Dodge.
2: But but they did make a noise long before that. Oh, yeah, you bet it was. Uh, long before you that. It, bet it, was. it just didn't start making noise yesterday. It was yeah, like. There's uh, a little warning. Yeah, it probably started making noise last year. Mm-hmm. And they finally get out. Don't ignore those noises. It's, sometimes it'll send you into oncoming traffic, sometimes it sends you into the telephone pole. Neither one of them you want to meet in, mm-hmm. in a short amount of time. Mm-mm. So. Uh, maintenance well you know when we look at a car there's a lot of things that are you know making noise banging but maybe it isn't a serious deal and then there are some things that are banging that uh we got to do right now because it's not only that your car but it may be somebody else that you're driving down the road that hit Mm -hmm. so got to think about somebody else too all right five five eight eleven tens the numbers to get in we got a few open lines and uh we'll be back in a minute All right, we are back. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge. Guaranteed breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in, see us. We'll help you out. Uh, we're going to go over to Terry. Terry's got an 05 Equinox. Terry, what's the problem today? Uh, it has a
3: hesitation and the acceleration and sometimes... After I drove it away, I pull it up to a stop sign, and it's like it drops out of gear. It hesitates before it takes off. Uh, I have changed the throttle body on it and run some seafoam through it. I, um,
2: just kind of wonder
3: what's going on with her.
2: Hmm. What kind of code? Have you checked codes? What kind of codes do you have in it? You, you're, I, I'm hearing it. It sounds to me like you got a couple different problems.
3: Okay. It's blowing up nothing on the dash.
2: Uh, Other than that, I
3: really don't have much of a scanner. Right.
2: Okay. Well, if you're hesitating, I mean, you could be hesitating because it's misfiring. Um, That'd be one possibility.
0: Any VVT issue is going to create that. Generally, you end up with a check engine light if one of those is happening.
2: Usually. And uh, those are known for... Real common for BBTs to go bad, either the uh, variable valve timing is what we're talking about. There's variable valve timing solenoids on the valve cover, intake and exhaust, okay. and they can go bad all at once and stay bad, and they're misfiring all the time, or they can be kind of bad intermittently. Um, okay. Those will adjust your timing considerably. Your timing okay. is – your transmission is affected by how the engine runs. So if your engine is mm-hmm. not running right, your transmission can – It ain't going to work right. Yep. But you kind of also said when you come up to gear, up to a stop, it kind of falls out of gear. Well, that kind of tells me you got a transmission problem maybe. So that's why I say you potentially have two things. But, um, yeah, I mean, you've got to start with some sort of uh, codes in the car or... You know, just because, yeah. light, just because the light's not on doesn't mean there's not pending codes in there. No, or there could maybe, be
0: pending codes or could be transmission codes if he doesn't have a com- capable scanner. Yeah. transmission codes, P- a lot of times, or- may not turn on the light.
2: Right. P codes, as we call them, powertrain codes, don't always turn on the light. They, they've got to have a big enough problem to switch over to a PO code, and a PO code is what kicks your light on because that's an emission control light. And that's the only part that the government's interested in is is the emission control part of it. They don't care about much of anything else. But um, so I think there's other things in there that's going to lead you to what your problem is. Um, OK. Can well, you, what about
3: that? What about that mass airflow sensor? Has that got anything to do with these problems? Mm,
0: potentially could be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um Like I say, generally with that guy, you're definitely going to get a light if anything's happening with it. Yeah. But you can also not have a light and that thing be dirty. Is there a restriction in front of it? Does it have leaves on it that are keeping air from getting to it? A lot of times, if that's the case, you'll have a bigger runnability issue to where the thing's barely hanging on for its life. But Mm -hmm. definitely possible.
2: Yeah, we've seen spiders uh, create their web around them. And next thing you know, it, it just a lot of fuel. A lot of fuel, and it just turns <laughs> to crap, and the car a lot runs. Of fuel. Then you blow everything <laughs> off, and it's like magic. It all comes back to perfect again. So yeah, we we've seen that too, and we've seen leaves, we've seen hair. All of we've, it. Oh yeah, all of it. And dead it's, bugs. It, it's dead, yeah, big big old June bug on them before. <laughs> <Yeah. It was laughs> Blocking the that. air. So that's why we always we always on this show we always say hey. Grab the mass airflow sensor, take it, look at it, clean it. You know, because sometimes the easy stuff is the biggest fix. So, sure.
3: yeah, I got a can of the cleaner. I sprayed it and air dried it. Put it back in there. Uh, the the thing starts perfect. I mean, it it idles it beautifully, and it seems like when it's damp out, I have less problems with the hesitation than I do when it's hot and dry.
2: You pulled the coils on this at all? Looked at the plugs. I have not. Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I just well, got to ask, you know, you never know. Um, so the coils on this, so it, because you bring up the dampness, the dampness, electricity. Now, now you're heading me in a different direction. You're heading me towards electricity, and when it's mm-hmm. damp outside, the the electricity will take its easiest path to ground. Well, and you said that, it runs better mm-hmm. when it's damp. I oh, think didn't to say it fall. It got worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said it runs better when it's damp, right, Terry?
2: Right, exactly. oh, it runs better. Oh, I yeah. heard. I didn't hear that. Runs better. Just carry some water
0: with you. <laughs> keep that runs engine wet. Well,
2: That's first time I've heard that. Runs better when it gets damp. Yeah. Have you? Oh,
0: yeah. Keeping
2: notes here, <laughs> like you said.
0: <laughs> this is a
2: fun car. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, that you're leaking a spark and you cause problem with that, but getting better when it's damp. That's that's kind of odd. Unless you're making. I bought- a- I bought that car from my mom, and
3: she drove it 13,000 miles in 10 years. Yeah. It, it's 100,000 miles now, and it, it just sat in a little thing, so,
1: yeah.
2: Well, the next step I would probably have to say is you're going to have to probably have uh, either buy a scanner. Or, yeah, It doesn't matter if you buy a scanner because you're not going to know what you're looking at. You might have to take it to a garage and have them put it on a scanner because you can look at all the values and the numbers and the te- uh, a mechanic technician that has looked at this for years will be able to pinpoint and say, okay, good, 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 boop, that's that's way out of whack. And we're going to start over there. And then uh, that's kind of what you do. And, and, and so it's not always the codes. When we don't have codes, that's what we do. We take a list of 20 different values mm-hmm. that this makes this car run, and we look for something that's out of the ordinary. And when it's out of the ordinary, we head towards that spot. And then... Yeah. That t- heads us to something else and solves a problem. You got her. So, thank you. you bet. Appreciate the call. Right. You bet, Mike. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of interesting things in a car and, and what the values should be and mm-hmm. what they are when the values when you're sitting it at an idle should be one, and then when you have it halfway on the throttle, the value should change to a little bit more, and then they should be full throttle should be a different value.
0: And every car is different.
2: Every, every car is different. They may be close to the same, but every car is different. And the mm. transmission's the same way, too. You've got certain things that you can tell certain wear on certain CBIs that are in there or certain other numbers that are in there. And you can say, oh, wow, this, yeah, this is 40 where it should be six and on, on a car. And that tells you that things are getting worn out and it shouldn't be up that high. Or, you know, maybe various different things. Oh, yeah. So, yep, and and sometimes the manufacturers have put the misfires are are so small that you can't ever catch a hold of them.
0: Oh yeah, especially on GM.
2: Yeah, and and I mean, Ford used to have a problem with that where they would misfire, but you could never catch it. No. But then you went into uh, something called a Mode Six, and the Mode Six would get into a deeper level of finding the misfire.
0: Isn't that just great?
2: It is. It is. Why not
0: just incorporate this into our software? You gotta add software to the software in order to get it. And we're gonna encrypt this so you don't even know what you're looking at if no. you're looking at the right thing and you gotta no. get out.
2: Well, and I had somebody <laughs> ask me a while back the other day that, you know, they had a car that they were trying to get rid of the misfires and they tried everything and to get plugs and wires and this, that and the other and they can still see the misfires being like one or two or four and then stops, and one or two or six, and then kind of stops. That's
0: not uncommon on GM. No, it's not. I mean, ninety nine percent of the GMs that I drive, which is a lot, I yeah. they'll misfire once. Oh yeah, maybe but, twice. You get a third one out of it, cool. Yeah, they got to. It ain't gonna set a light till you get twenty five.
2: Yeah, yep. I think it's twenty five. Then it puts it over into a save column, and then once you get up to one hundred and fifty, it kicks check engine light on. But it's interesting that if you that car is running perfectly, you figured that misfires would be zero.
0: Well, it's not. It, it no. is on a lot of no. occasions,
2: but it's not.
0: Yeah, it's gonna misfire. But I mean, you take it into consideration. I mean, you got a V eight engine mm-hmm. at idle, about mm-hmm. seven hundred and fifty RPMs per revolution. Eight cylinders firing. How many times
2: do those coils charge up? Fire? Yeah, it quickly. It and then now that you add all up the others, yeah. Now that you add all the other stuff on there, value. Variable valve timing, and then everything else that's going on involved in there. It's you won't kinda... even feel one misfire. No, you <laughs> it's won't happen. No, that's something that you look at a scanner and go, "Will that get be fixed?" It's still misfire. No, it's fixed. You just you
0: will, you will drive yourself insane. <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> trying to figure that out. Here, you know, here's an article I ran across, Kyle. This is interesting. Honda's coming out with a a production V eight. Hmm got you, my attention. Wow, well, they've had uh they've had V8s in race cars oh, before sure. but Absolutely. but never a production V8. Uh 302 uh, cubic inch V8. Um uh, it's going to start production here soon.
0: Are they putting it in the Civic?
2: No, they're not going to put it in the Civic. Man. No. No. <laughs> this is about $46,000 it's going to cost. It's a boat motor. Sorry Kyle. Well, <laughs> well, they're looking. At, this is a first production V eight in production production. And we're gonna vehicle. stuff it in a boat. We're gonna. St- well, it's designed for a twenty five foot. Plus we got this boat. production
0: car here that's you know got about the net weight I of know. a mailbox. I and know. We could stuff this V eight in and have an excellent machine. I know.
2: C- I seen the anticipation on your face of what, what's that going to be in.
0: Yeah, you're. You are. <laughs> you got a front row seat to my parade getting rained on.
2: (laughs) Sorry, Kyle. Well, it's going to be a 350, you know, and by the time you add a couple of 350s, because you know the biggest thing is to uh, find yourself at least a 24, 35, or 40-foot boat and see how many of these motors you can hang off the back. I'm going
0: to put it in a John boat.
2: There you go. Well, it's going to tip John boat over. It's just going to sink. (laughs) Here we go with this bad attitude again. It's it's probably a 1,000 pounds. We almost made it through the show. <laughs> so, yeah, having a big having a big old V8 powered Honda on the the back of there, at 350 cubic inch. I mean, I mean, it's you know, Honda's known for building a, a quality engine that doesn't break. That's going to be a great boat. Yeah,
0: motor. and you don't you don't even need oil half the time. No.
2: No, and it's just it's only 46 grand. To, to, and then you got to go get the boat.
0: You got to get the boat. Yeah, so You can get boats cheap this time of year. Yeah,
2: so maybe add another 3 grand for the boat. <laughs> this time of year, 1500. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe maybe an 18-footer. Who knows? We'll find out. All right. We're going to take a quick break in the Mr. Mechanic Show. We'll be back in a minute. The Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Visit us online at BuchananService.com. All right. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We've got a few more minutes on this before we call it the another edition in the books yeah, yeah. Not enough time to get a timing belt in a subaru you know i know you were working on a volkswagen the other day kyle trying to put an engine in one. Oh god i think you still are they're coming yeah. out volkswagen's coming out with a new 2024 westfalla edition wasn't that like the bus it's a bus well they're trying to come out with a new retro bus but the westfalla edition was the one the camper bus yeah you know, you
0: It'd pop up the top.
2: Yeah. So, you know, with all the camping craze that was going on, I'm not sure so much is going on now. It seems to me like uh, they're having sales on campers because I think that craze is over Um, and people are trying to either not use them or sell them or can't get rid of them. One, two. But now you this is a camper bus. You just take the bus. Yeah, well, you just pop the lid up and there you go. You can stand up and uh it's West Westfala was a, I'm not sure who that was, probably a different company, but uh those were back in the. Sixties, seventies, kind of seventies, early eighties, and then uh, they they've kind of got out of there. You know, I guess it's kind of a—it's not a family thing. It's more of a one-person, two-person kind of thing. But
0: yeah, much like what I was putting an engine in this week, I got a picture of it.
2: Yeah, it's just—it's one of those uh, retro kind of things, and uh, maybe it'll come back. Yeah,
0: who knows? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, bring it out. Yeah, and when, you know, here in forty years, we'll see it on Barrett Jackson. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Yes, absolutely, because that's <laughs> where they all end up. Not many of these
0: ones made. You know,
2: speaking of that, I think Mecham has got a. Uh,
0: they were in Dallas this week. Yeah, so Dallas this week. a little week. bit of that.
2: Yeah. That's a, that's a couple
0: impressive cars on there. Some surprising prices.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, up or down?
0: Down. Down. I mean, on some of these vehicles. And, I mean, I was watching, you know, catch it at lunchtime. I mean, there was.
2: Mm-hmm. It's always fun to some watch. Some
0: mid-'90s Chevy trucks that were. Absolutely spotless, going for like twelve thousand dollars. I was like, "That's a steal." Well,
2: everything looks good to you crawl underneath it. So yeah,
0: if, I mean, don't get me wrong. Those detail guys outside, they are. Yeah, they got a job.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, yeah, you got to kind of crawl in and, and uh, reach around and look and see and uh, do all that kind of stuff to see what, just how much bondo may be in it or may not be in it. Yeah. You just you don't know. Yeah. And some are rusty, some aren't. You just have to check.
0: Yeah, see how they generally do those like Dallas, Phoenix, Scottsdale—they're all south. Yeah, there's never a Barrett Jackson, North Dakota, North Minneapolis, Dakota. <laughs> North <laughs> Minneapolis. shovel the car up onto the stage,
2: and <laughs> a couple of buckets because most there of them go. are, yeah, most of them are completely rusted away,
0: all surface rust.
2: Yes, <laughs> well that's got
0: is, rust. It's all surface.
2: Isn't that a rat rod or whatever that is? I mean the the. the you, Take great pains to make it look original and rusty, don't you?
0: Yeah, a lot of people do. I, I, goodness.
2: <laughs> goodness. Goodness. <laughs> you're, you're striving, well, you know, to each their own. It's, you know, whatever it is, it's uh, some people like what and some people like that. And I mean, so,
0: I wish that I was in an area like that just for the hot rod point of it. But, I mean, I've never had a project car that I didn't have to put floors Rockers, quarters, right. right, any of that in, right.
2: <laughs> and it seems like a lot of the the rat rod kind of thing is is a lot of um, fabrication, and that's fun, you know. That's that's oh, yeah. exciting, and and some people just want to take a basic car and just hang the parts and go out and go drive, and other people want to make them and 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 stuff something where it shouldn't be stuffed and make the brackets and make everything else to to make it work, which. I'm kind of half one of those guys and kind of like that. It's kind of fun to take oh, something and say, oh, that's not going to fit, and you turn around and say, yep, well, we made it fit. We made it work. Nothing to it. No. Well, no, there's there's a lot to it. It's nothing you go pay somebody to do. It's something you got to like to want to do yourself because uh, to pay somebody to do that, it turns into a half it, a half a million-dollar vehicle.
0: Well, it's not going to be your project. <laughs> it's going to be their project because, yeah, rat rotting is a personality
2: Yeah. Thing. Yeah, pretty much and and the resto mods are kind of the big thing that's kind of now you know has been around for the last 10 15 years and kind of going forward be, everything underneath it's brand new rides like a brand new vehicle handles like a brand new vehicle but you still have a a 69 whatever mm-hmm. on the on the other side and that makes it even even nicer I'll tell you what all right Kyle sounds like we are at the end of this particular show we made it all right 5 5 eight, 11, 10 is the numbers to get in next week. Go Huskers. Uh, I am Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week.
0: Better sleep gives you the energy you need to spend more time doing the things you love. Your sleep equipment helps you manage your sleep disorder and live a more active life. But it only works if you use it. Sleep equipment manufacturers recommend daily cleaning. And SoClean is a helpful complement to your daily routine. Join over 2 million SoClean customers enjoying peace of mind. Try SoClean risk-free for 30 days. Find out more at SoClean.com. Always follow the manufacturer's instruction. Prepaidment required for risk-free trial. For contraindications and details, visit SoClean.com. Order now and for a limited time, save over $60 and get free shipping at SoClean.com.